After being hurt and disaffected by her church experience, how did former Christian worship leader Megan Brown rediscover her own value to God? Maybe you took these pieces and saw someone worth saving. Could these scars be a perfect work of art? Her thought-provoking songs like If I'm Honest and Open Up Your Mind tackle self-doubt, anxiety, depression, thoughts of suicide, and an increasing number of suicide among Christians. Her experiences in the gift of music is shaping her purpose, which I believe is to explore songs filled with honesty, acknowledging our insecurities, our doubts, pain, struggles, and our scars while endlessly pursuing and knowing we have a relationship with a God who knows our hearts, a God who bled, a God who weeps, a God whose own suffering and scars remind us we are not alone. Psychiatrist and a pioneer in near-death studies, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross wrote, the ultimate lesson all of us have to learn is unconditional love, which includes not only others, but learning to love ourselves as well. Cause you took my scars, bruises and broken heart, and all the pain. Show me how to heal and now I don't feel broken anymore. Welcome. To All Heart with Paul Cardall. Like you, his guests are all heart. Hi. I'm excited to, to talk to you. Yeah, I'm excited too. You're 24 years old? Yes. And you live here in Nashville? I live in Hendersonville. Hendersonville, which is even better because that's where Johnny Cash is from. Yep, I've seen the house before. I've walked by it. Isn't it crazy to think that these people lived here and now were? Yeah. At one point, yeah. <laughs> It's probably way different than it is now. Oh, okay. Are you from Hendersonville? I am, yes. Really? Okay, so you're a native. Yep. That's You don't meet too many native Tennesseans. Not these days, no. Everybody's from California. <laughs> this is going to be awesome. Um, yeah, I found you on TikTok. It, you know how the algorithm works. You follow certain people because you think certain ways. Oh, yeah. It's very specific. And then certain people pop up, and it's like, wow, I totally connected with uh, your songs and I feel like people need to know who you are and what you're doing and what what God is doing through you. You were a worship leader at a megachurch? It was kind of a megachurch. I wouldn't, I would say it's a megachurch in my opinion. The song that I heard was um, Open Up Your Mind. That's the first one I heard and I I thought it was, man, it's just so thought-provoking. There's so much going on in there. Is there something better than an earthly Don't worry, I'm just thinking. Tell me about that song. About a year and a half ago, I was in a really, really rough place. And I had struggled with apathy before in my life, but I had never come to a point where I didn't enjoy anything and like nothing brought me joy, not even the things that I love to do. Mm-hmm. Kind of the place that I was in, I was just very apathetic and having a hard time finding joy in the things 
that I like to do in life. And I got to a point, this is kind of dark, but I got to a point where I was like, if I can't enjoy anything, then like, I don't want to be here anymore. So I kind of like idealized suicide in my head a lot. And I remembered when I was a kid and someone that I know in the church had a dad that committed suicide. And I was basically told that like, that was the unforgivable sin that like, if you even had thoughts like that, that was like unacceptable to God. And I think I humanized the concept a lot more when I was going through that. And I realized like, oh, it's so easy to have this thought. There's one of the, there's a line in the song. Um, it's, don't worry, I'm just thinking I wouldn't really do it. It's kind of like to paint the picture of nobody would think, nobody would look at me and think that that's what I'm thinking. Right. And like nobody would, nobody would expect that for me. Right. But like I was thinking these things that nobody knew about. And it's kind of just like a casual line, but I think it like paints the picture of the whole thing really well. So yeah, that whole song was just written to literally open up people's minds, mainly in the church on the concept of suicidal idealization. Cause I also have a lot of friends, including myself who have had those kind of thoughts. And I think it should be talked about more for sure. Yeah. Big time, big time music. When we sing it and it's almost like we're manifesting those words. You know, we manifest what we listen to, we manifest what we sing. And the thing I love and admire about you is that you're being so honest in saying, I had these thoughts, but I wouldn't really do it. led you from going from being a worship leader to being an independent recording artist? This is a very loaded question, I want you to know. <laughs> no, well, let's fire away because we want to know you and we want to understand your heart, you know? God's given you this amazing gift of music. Your experiences are helping to define your purpose and calling in life. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, that is a loaded question, so strap strap in your seatbelt because okay. here we go <laughs> um so i started leading worship when i was like 16 and i was very involved in the church like i was literally showing up four times a week going to different things uh, volunteering at different things my life was church i turned like 18 i think and i was like okay i think it's time to start releasing my own music i was writing worship music with the church so i released I don't want to say this because I don't want anyone to go look for it because it's like really bad. But like, I have an EP out somewhere. I tried to take it down, but it's still out. One that has Psalm 16 on it? No, it was way before that. Way before that. Yeah. Well, I won't even tell people because I, I can see it right here on. Yeah, it was electronic <laughs> dance worship music. <laughs> like EDM. <laughs> yeah, it was rough. That's when I first started releasing music, but I was still leading worship. And then a few things happened in the church towards me where situations were not handled well, and I was not treated well by people who claimed to love God. I was not being loved by them and being considered by them. 
So I got frustrated and I left to go to another church and I never really addressed those issues. Um, I still was leading worship a little bit over the next few years, but I kind of started to go through a time where I got angrier and angrier and I was like getting angrier at God, getting angrier at church. And then it got to a point where I just didn't go to church. Like I just didn't, I didn't even know if I wanted to believe in God. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I believed in God. The key word is wanted because I don't know if I wanted to, but like I still did. I was like hanging on by a thread. Do you feel that most people's experiences with God are so interwoven with their church experience that sometimes it's hard to separate what that is because we need a relationship with God and the church is just community. Yes, that's literally the whole point of my entire story. About a month ago, after I went through all of that, I was sitting on my couch during my break at work and I just all of a sudden just started sobbing. I was sobbing and I was like, why am I sobbing? I have no idea why I'm sobbing. And literally, I'm not trying to over-spiritualize this, but the Holy Spirit spoke to me in that moment and he said, what you've done is you have associated how people treated you and how people are with how I am and how I treat you. And I was like, no wonder I believe that. No wonder I'm so angry. I believe in my heart that God thinks I'm not good enough because those people thought I wasn't good enough and treated me that way. And I believed that from God, which was why I was so angry. And I never addressed that. It was a span of like three years when I left that church to a month ago that I never addressed that. So this was just a month ago. So you're just fresh and feeling the fire. Yes. And going, oh, I'm okay. Yeah. In your intro that you have not heard that I, I mentioned earlier, I said, and I don't know if it resonates with you, but I said her experiences and gift of music is shaping her purpose, which is to explore songs filled with honesty, acknowledging our insecurities, doubt, pain, struggles, and scars, while endlessly pursuing a relationship with a God who knows our hearts, a God who bled, a God who wept, the God whose own suffering and scars remind us that we're not alone in our pain. That gave me chills. <laughs> I'm sure you're getting comments from people. Is there something somebody said lately that affected you in, in a profound way? Oh my gosh. Like <laughs> you wouldn't, I feel bad that I can't respond to all the comments, but like you wouldn't believe the comments that I get there or the DMs. It's mainly the DMs that I think affect me so much. So if you're watching this and I haven't responded to you, know that I've maybe seen it and it probably has affected me. Um, but yeah, people have just experienced so much pain from people in the church. Mm -hmm. Like the kind of pain where it's the worst kind of pain because you're told that you shouldn't be experiencing it most of the time. And you're totally invalidated in your experience most of the time. Like the people that are reaching out to me feel, finally feel validated in their experience. And like, they finally have someone to tell their experience to. And it's like, literally, I've had days where I wanted to give up on music because it just wasn't going my way, to be honest. 
Yeah. Those DMs are the things that keep me going because people are experiencing healing from honesty. And that's just crazy to me. Yeah. Years ago, there was an artist I came upon who was not a commercial Christian artist, Andrew Peterson. Love him. Yeah. And Andrew's got his own little community. He built his own community here and he gives voice to other independent Christian artists who are speaking like you and his songs are so, you know, and like Amanda Cook, who you're a fan of, mm-hmm. these, these artists are speaking clearly to the pain and suffering that is part of the Christian walk. So how were you able to separate hurt that you experienced at church and, and, you know, you put a face of God on the church and then you put a face of God on that, you know, that's supernatural spiritual experience you had about a month ago. Did it take the Holy Ghost to, to do that for you? It was the Holy Spirit. I clearly heard him. I've never really heard the Holy Spirit, like, speak to me. Like, uh, I've heard this, I felt the Holy Spirit and, like, I've heard the Holy Spirit speak, but never, like, so clearly. Yeah. And it was so clear to me. And another thing that kind of has been helping me separate those two things is reading the Bible again. Like I literally went eight months without even picking up my Bible and I had to dig it out of storage to find it. Wow. And I think I'm reading it in a whole new way now. Yes. So often we read our Bible because they tell us if you read your Bible, you'll be happy. Yeah. You know, instead of read your Bible to understand the personality and character of the God you're pursuing. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's incredible. So having had those experiences for anyone who is in a church and um, has been hurt um, and maybe young and 19, what would you, what is your advice for them? Man, I feel so unqualified to answer that question. Well, if you had to go back, what would you tell Megan? Yeah, I mean, my advice is the people who are telling you that like you need to figure it out now and like people who are saying not all people are like that or like my church isn't like that or like I'm sorry that you experienced that but but blah 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 like don't listen to those people um I get a lot of comments like that on my TikTok and honestly it like really brings me down a lot of the time because it is invalidating and I think the advice I would give you is like what you've experienced is real and it happened to you, but you can have hope in knowing that you are not your experiences and that God is not your experiences. What's your advice for pastors who are responsible for these situations? And a lot of the times they have staff that handle this stuff. And they don't even really know, you know, because in a bigger church, um, they don't even know half the stuff that's going on. But even a smaller church, you know, they still have elders and other people that are helping. What, what, What would you hope churches can do better? I think just listen, like, and don't, don't just listen to like say that you listen, but actually listen to what people are saying and like empathize with them. Mm. Do that before you say something like, well, God isn't like that. Yeah, it seems like everybody is speaking for God. 
this novel will not only be a miracle for readers, but I have a feeling that it's going to be my own as well. I love the writing. I love the dialogue. I'm a huge uh, fan of well-written dialogue and uh, it picked all the right boxes for me. Uh, the story hit differently because I knew it was real. Of course, grounded in reality, maybe some, some things were fictional, but it was grounded in reality. Read Paul's full story inspired by his life in The Broken Miracle, parts one and two by J.D. Netto. Just a reminder to subscribe to All Heart with me, Paul Cardall. Well, I want to talk about one of your other songs. You have your EP, your new EP, and it is um, called Open Up Your Mind. Yeah. You've got, you've got what, four or five songs on there? Five songs. It's so good. You got Nathan Thomas on there. What a guy. What a guy. Don't listen to his music. Yeah, I love it. Do you have a guitar with you? Do you have anything with you? Or should I just plug some music in? I have a guitar. Yeah, you want to play something for us? Sure. Is there something specific that you want me to play? or What do you, what do you want to play for us? If, if there's one song you want everyone to hear for where you're at right now, that would be so cool. This song is called The Only Way You'll Find It. And it's a very clear song about my journey with the institutionalized church. Um, and kind of some questions that I've had and still have. And the thing about this song is it doesn't resolve really. It's kind of just like questions. Um, and I think that that's a healthy place to be in. And yeah, so it's called The Only Way You'll Find It. Public figure for a pastor Wearing all the latest fashion Standing on a stage where everybody Messages of selflessness Spoken by the self-obsessed Telling you to just repent And you'll finally be okay But he's got no idea The kind of things you're dealing with When life deals you a shitty hand And all you know is to pretend Yeah, I think the overall message is that anyone in church, you know, look around and, and, and know that there are people who are hurting and we may have been the person that hurt them. And if there's anything, you know, we can do to make their world better, we don't always know, you know, because sometimes it's years before we understand that person was in pain. You know, we need to know, it's not like they're going to open up and go, you know what? You hurt me. Yeah. And, uh, sometimes it's too late. Yeah. Yeah. I would say awareness is probably the main thing that like inspired me to write that song is just like having a sense of awareness of what's going on around you and being willing to listen and empathize with people. Cause I mean, that's who Jesus was and like, that's what he does. Yeah. Yeah. He really ministers to the individual. Mm 
It's a customized curriculum for each of us. Listen, if I if we do anything or say anything that offends you, it's not it's don't blame it on the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So. That's powerful. Well, where can people find you? You're on TikTok. You're blowing up on Spotify. I see your numbers rising, your followers, which has got to feel good. It definitely feels weird, <laughs> but good. Um, you're on Apple Music? Yeah, I'm on all the things. Um, I have an Instagram, and it's just Megan Brown on everything. You just type that in, you'll find me. Oh, good. Well, thank you so much. Is there anything left you want to share with listeners? Never let anyone invalidate your experience and always know that God does not believe things about you that people have stated to believe about you. I love that. Cause you took my scars, bruises and broken hearts. Just a reminder to subscribe to All Heart with me. Paul Cardall. And now I don't feel-